young radicals that run around with guns pretending to be gang members, that's what y'all are dealing with. You're not dealing with no real organizations. You're dealing with young men that's imitating things they see on TV, things that they didn't heard in the past, things that they want to become. And they're not us. We don't claim them. We don't represent them. And truly, we don't want you. So our thing is accountability. We're shedding skin. So if you out here and you're, and you're representing certain things in the streets, we're going to make sure that what you're saying you represent, you do it thoroughly and you represent it right because we're not about gangbanging. We're not about right. murdering. We're not about selling drugs. What we're about is uplifting and rebuilding the black community. This is We Form the Future, a podcast and radio show that is meant to empower black voices and our community. I'm your host, and my name is Jasmine. I'm a multidisciplinary artist, creative writer, and public speaker from the Twin Cities of Minnesota. I'm also a believer in the idea that the future is up to us. I believe that we can form the future to support and benefit us for generations to come. And I'm excited, so excited, to share with you the inspiring stories and revolutionary ideas in this podcast. Each week on We Form the Future, a different individual or organization will bring us varying perspectives on the Black experience and explore novel approaches to life, art, existing social structures, and new ways to form a better future. We Form the Future is created by WFNU Frogtown Community Radio and funded by the Transformative Black-Led Futures Fund, whose goal is to support those who are responding to the political and cultural opportunity to defund the police and begin the transition process toward developing and implementing a shared vision of community-led safety and investment. We Form the Future is aired on WFNU LP 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio in St. Paul every Saturday at 1 p.m. You can learn more about this program by visiting weformthefuture.com. What's up and welcome to another episode on We Form the Future. I'm so happy to be with you guys on uh, this rainy, rainy weekend. I have been so sleepy, but (laughs) this makes all the more opportunity to listen to some of these amazing conversations, such as Angela, who will be leading this conversation. Angela is an activist and community leader who will be talking with community members, Anthony Scott and William Walker, about living and working over North Minneapolis. If you know about the North Side, if you grew up over there, if you work over there, you know that the North Side is dope. But a lot of times in the media, um, when it comes to the North Side of Minneapolis, you hear about crime, violence, um, a lot of those things that you hear typically about any um, urban inner city that populates predominantly POC. They talk about this and they talk about the links between systemic oppression and how Uh, some of these headlines that you may see on the news about some of these inner cities such as North Minneapolis, um, the intersection between systemic oppression and the outcomes of violence and crime. As we know, money makes the world go round. (laughs) It might not be everyone's first value, but it is a necessity. And when you take money away from people, when you make it hard for people to be able to sustain themselves and to create a livelihood for themselves, You usually have someone who wants to retaliate, who wants to do things 
um, either out of desperate measures or just out of survival instincts to provide for themselves in any way, any way possible. So this conversation is definitely a versatile one. Like I feel like anybody who lives in an inner city that homes predominantly POC will be able to relate to this conversation in any capacity. I also just want to put out a disclaimer that there will be talk about death. So if that is a trigger warning for you, I definitely just want to let you know about that because um, there have been some children deaths due to gun violence, which they will touch on. It's very hard to say at times and also harder to hear. I think these conversations build up strength, build up community and resilience, and also just bring awareness to some of the social issues that are plaguing a lot of our um, lovely communities. So yeah, let's get straight into it. This one's going to be hot and heavy. Grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab whatever you need if you're on the road. Keep it safe and let's get straight to it. It's Angela Hooks, Black on Black Development and Entertainment. We are here at Frogtown Radio, WFNU 94.1. Uh, we form the future, getting the community's voice involved with some of the issues, incidents, concerns, opinions, and even ideas on how to empower our black community, make us a village again, and let all our voices be heard. So first, I want my guests to introduce themselves. Hey, how's it going? I'm Anthony Scott, part owner of Lift Fellow, Fellow Management Group. Uh, this is my partner on the left of me here. I'm William Walker. I'm co-owner of Lift Fellow Management Group also. Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I guess I want to start with um, talking about, you know, our introduction. We, you know, I was a couple of weeks ago um, at a community rally that KG Wilson had organized to express opinions and concerns uh, regarding the death of his granddaughter and, um, you know, two other children, um, Davion and Trinity. And so at that event, we made our introduction and you all approached me and expressed what I believe to be important comments and concerns. So first, can you tell me why you s selected me to bring these issues to? It was, it's, I guess it's just the vibe. Like when you was out there speaking at uh, KG's event, you were, you were speaking truth. You know what I'm saying? You were sincere. It's like uh, we get vibes off people. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations that's out in our community they speak as if they're for our people and for change, but their action shows otherwise. And when we've seen you out there speaking, you can tell that it was hurting your voice and you actually wanted to see a difference. And that's why we was out there, out there also, because uh, KG is a great friend of mine. He's actually like a big brother. So for him to lose his granddaughter the way he did, and for him to be on the front line all the, all the time when something happens in our community, for there not to be the response for him, the way he shows up for everybody else, is kind of sad because that was a child for one, but that's also that's somebody that's been frontline for years for Minneapolis. Right. When there's a death to any family, he shows up, he prays, and uh, no one showed up for him. That's how I feel. I don't know how the rest of the community feel, but I feel like nobody showed up for him and stood with him for his loss, you know, that man's suffering right now. So we went out there just to show him, like, uh, we with him, 
and uh, we were with the community because a lot of people don't know us, but the community knows us. And <clears throat> when I say the community, I mean street people. That's right. what our faces need to be out here and our voice need to be heard because the word of the day is accountability. So we want those out there that's claiming to be OGs or certain street people to be accountable because there's a code out here to these streets and women and children is off limits. So let's talk about that. And, and it's not accountability, point the finger. It's accountability, look at what's happening in our black community that is in, stems from our own homes, our own families, our own streets, our own communities. We can't blame the governor, the police, right. um, the sy systemic system. You know, a lot of things do happen that's just amongst us, and it happens against us. So we have to be accountable for that. So what do you say to people who have been pointing the finger elsewhere and don't really want to address their, what's happening in their household? Yeah, that's people that's, pointing the finger. What can you say to a person pointing the finger? They come back at you. <laughs> what right. can you say you to that person? One, I was always told when you point one, four is pointing back. Yeah. So, the, like I said, uh, the majority of the <clears throat> things that we're seeing in this uh, society right now is coming from a lack of discipline. And it comes from our government telling our homes how to discipline your children. They took for one, in our community, they took the father out of the household. You cannot raise a, a young black man, as I, I feel, like a woman can only do so much for a male. We have testosterone in our system that when we hit a certain age, we're curious about everything, and we're going to seek it out, and it doesn't matter what a woman or a, a role model said, you need a father figure. I had my father, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't the perfect father, but he was around. So when I got out of like a line a little bit, I did have someone to pull the reins a little bit and reel me in. But that didn't stop me from pursuing the streets. So it's like, uh, as parenting, be aware of your child. Like, what's your child's, uh, <laughs> what they're out there doing? What's the activities like? Yeah, manager. Yeah, and Manager. majority of the kids no right now, if they're not in the house playing the game, and you're not knowing what they're out in the streets doing, that's like you can't say, oh, you can't blame nobody else. Your child is out there. We know these child kids out here with guns. We know these kids out here stealing cars. Like the news is reporting it. The community is reporting it. But our, our parents are saying not mine. But people are going to say to you, Anthony, people are going to say, listen, I can't control this child. I mean, this system has made it so difficult for me to handle my child, to monitor my child. I'm working two jobs. I'm trying to uh, raise the other kids. Um, I, 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 I can't afford my rent. My rent is a hot, a sky high, and I'm in a dump. And, you know, I'm just trying to make sure that I take care of this child so that they don't take this child from me. What do you say to that? That's life, man. Everybody goes through things. Everybody goes through I things. I mean, you, you mentioned your father, and I'm sure your father worked hard. He had all the responsibilities of maintaining his household, but he managed, as you just said. Yeah. He took the time to manage his responsibilities and slide in some time to monitor you, to question you, 
to, to love on you to, and, and to guide you. So do you find that to be excuses? Because you, you said a lot. You said, uh, I can't raise this child. I'm doing a lot. I'm trying to raise these ones. I'm trying to raise I'm working two jobs. That alone is only 24 hours in a day. <clears throat> if a person is working two jobs, you got to, for one, it's eight hours at a job for one. So if you're working two, that's 16. And if you're doing overtime, you're probably at 20 hours that you're taking out of your day as an adult. You come home, you got time, you got to feed these kids, you got to get these kids ready for school. What time have you to invest in and seeing what's really going on with them? You got to prepare for the next day, the next work site. So some of these parents, is like, it's not an excuse, it's, it's truth. Our society is not making it where we can spend time with our children. We have to spend more time building up <coughs> these rich corporations than we do with our families. I cannot sit here and watch my child 24 hours a day when I'm making McDonald's rich, when I'm making Walmart rich, when I'm making Target rich. Right. I got to be at work. You know what I'm saying? We have to punch the clock, right? So I cannot monitor my child when I'm monitoring your corporation because that's my job as an adult to provide, right? So my check is more important than the time with my child because I have to provide the food. I have to put the clothes on their back. This is the excuse. And that's the, and, and, and I, let me understand and, and interpret it. So that is the system that we live in has uh, directed us more to prioritize money, maintaining uh, income, or, or I, I won't say directed us, but forced us to prioritize the paycheck and left no room for us to develop our children. You can't water the seed. You can't water your seed. Those are your seeds. Like, our people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. This is what the Bible say. You look around and I see it. Our people are destroyed because you cannot take time to educate your child. Right now, they're forcing a certain agenda on our children. I won't speak on it because it's like when you speak on it, you're attacked. But we know what it is. But me being in the household with my child and educating my child and telling them the right way for what thus said the Lord or what any religion must be, they're saying that's not okay. Our society has more control of our household than the ones that's having these children. How can I parent my child when you're parenting me? I'm, a, I'm an adult. I raise my household according to what my God says should be. But when you take that away from me and you're saying, no, nah, this is where you got to do your child, that's not a free society. And that's what America's supposed to be. We're supposed to be the land of the free, you know what I'm saying, home of the brave, right? right? But we don't feel free no more, especially as a black man. I haven't felt free since I've been here. But your ancestors, let's, let's talk about roots. Let's talk about historical trauma and, 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 the, and the, uh, the blood, sweat, and tears of our ancestors. Our ancestors fought to hold on to the village structure, to hold on to our beliefs, to hold on to our cultural traditions, to just hold on to, uh, um, like you said, our, our whatever religious religion anyone is, or maybe they're non-denominational, whatever that might be, but they held on to be able to say, I am the matriarch and man and woman of this family, and what I say goes, not what, what someone on the outside, a neighbor, or a structural governmental system says, but I work every day 
to say what goes in this household. I don't even hear that out no, of matriarchs yeah. anymore. You don't hear that no more. They, they, they say, look, the police said, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, everybody the government said, said uh, the teacher said, said, the counselor said, the therapist said. Like, they never yeah. say what they say. Because no, our grandmothers are gone. My grandma, all my grandmothers are gone. My great grandmother, yeah. my grandmother on my mom's side, my grandma on my dad's side, my mom's gone. That's funny. Like, that's funny. the matriarchs was the ones that was bringing the family. I, I don't celebrate uh, traditions anymore, but I grew up off of them. So I grew up with Easter, I grew up with Christmas, I grew up with Thanksgiving. I stopped when I seeked out knowledge on my own. It wasn't nobody telling me, it was me seeking out knowledge. But growing up amongst that, you gotta think, this was the women providing these these uh, gatherings. So when the grandmother's there, and, and your grandmother was the best cook in the family all the time. All the time. <laughs> right. She's cooking these big meals, and she's calling the, the kids and the grandkids to come to and her house. And she's teaching you to bow your head and, and thank say, God say, and, before yeah, every meal. And say yes, ma'am, and, and no, say, sir. And, and that's yeah, right. You're being taught these things at these gatherings. That's been taken away. The grandmothers of today, they're at the club. With <laughs> they are age now. They are age, like literally. Right. And they're out there. Man, and, and this is how you act. Italian and Cardi right. B is their role model. Yeah, I can't make this up. No, it's no, you can't. No, it's real. It's you what, can. This is what we seeing. No, this is what's really going on. This is, and it's like people just have disconnected with a lot of history. You know what I mean? And people, the village, what you trying to refer to? That's where the village came from. If your grandmother was at work, the, the neighbor knew you. The neighbor could discipline you because your grandmother was a respected person in the community. They knew her. They knew she didn't raise no uh, disrespectful grandkids or children. So when you got a line in our community, it was the neighbor or your uncle. Somebody was always around and put you back in line. That is gone. Our children now are feared. When has it ever been okay? Say that again. Say now? that louder for the people Man. in the back. Man, yeah, our children, children are feared. We look at our kids right now. We. You go, you cross the street. Me, no, and that's the whole point. A child will respect you of your approach. If you come with respect, these kids will bow their head and they will like, yeah, because I know I'm acting bad, and I, but I'm gonna respect you because of the way you approach. If you approach them as you are scared of them, you just gave them up. I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm gonna break in your car. Now I'm gonna <laughs> run up on you and do. Yeah. do this is what they doing. It's like a dog when it sinks to fear. I attack that. And these kids, are, they playing these games, these video games, they're living them out. When they sense fear in our adults, they attack. When they see some uh, uh, alpha male or alpha female, they will treat you like their uncle, their auntie. They will give you that. And you can tell them, what are you doing out here? Get in the house. Or go. And they will re respect that over their mother because they're not getting that at home. They're not hearing that. And that's what they're lacking. They lack discipline. These kids are seeking out and saying, hey, somebody with me. Somebody come get me out these streets. Somebody come take this gun off me and ain't nobody going out there. How would you say that we need to bring that connectedness, that matriarch, that village, that community uh, empowerment and association back together when we are constantly, and this is my opinion, please be okay to differ, when we are constantly throwing our responsibility our concepts are not welcomed or funded, and so we end up supporting a what, whatever only structure that we have to help us in these types of situations. 
how do we go about bringing it back to the community? Is it community programming? Is it embarking on um, creating our own self-sustainable operations? Um, you know, that's all in my mind. <laughs> I'm kind of coercing you, but, you know, tell me what you think could be a solid solution to bringing back what we just sat and talked about. I would think first, the first thing is like starting off with giving our people the right information. That's the first thing. People, our people have heard so much, you know what I mean? Like, and everybody like, the right, this is being told over here, this is being said over here, this is being, so families have been spread it out. Create that for me, just like, give me a brief explanation of what that information, if I right. just put you right now in the center of a community forum, what, and everybody's sitting there waiting and ready to receive this information from you, give me a couple of uh, just touch on a couple of things you would express. Okay, so I would go about it just by asking people questions like, "Did was you raised like that?" Or you know what I mean, like interacting, like getting getting these inform, like asking people like, "Are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to do this? Like, how are you thinking? Like, where's your people? Where's this? Do you know who your people are? Do you know this? Do you know that?" Like people just running around here and don't know anything, but what someone else, like he said. What this person said or what that person said is never what someone who really knows you told you anything. So let me interpret or, 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 or express what I heard. Um, so you would first say people have to identify with the messenger. Period. Period. And that's what's not out here. Period. The voices that's been sent to our kids and said these are our community leaders is not even from our community. They don't know nothing about us. They don't, like, when the shootings happen, every person that has a nonprofit is at home sleep. We out in the street. We're outside. The ones, when we go outside, there's not a shooting around us. Why? Because accountability. We make every man, every woman, it doesn't matter what you are. When you're around us, you're accountable for your actions. You're not going to be out here acting an ad, excuse my language. You're not going to be out here doing nothing ignorant. You're not going to bring no unnecessary heat or drama around us. So therefore, be respectful about yourself and be accountable. If you out here in these streets and like literally, you, for one, they're doing things wrong, for one. You wanna pay somebody for, this is a one I wanna uh, address about the KG situation. I feel this is the wrong approach they doing. You got a hundred, what, 80,000 to, for somebody to go out here and tell on them and say this is the person that did it, no. We want the, the shooters, right? Yes. So change the narrative. We have this money for you to turn yourself in and we'll provide a defense fund for you killers. Because change the narrative. Be, because at the end of the day, whatever shooting happened, we know that kid didn't have anything to do, to do with it. nothing. So let me repeat that. You want to change the narrative from the... Uh, Someone uh, telling on these... So the funds that were provided for someone to provide information, yeah. what did they call it, a reward, a, reward. Yeah. a rewards fund? You're saying that fund should not be for someone to come tell, but it should be soliciting to the killer 
yes. saying we will put these funds towards your legal defense if you bring yourself in and do what's right and do what's right and do what's right because you made a mistake you made a mistake you didn't get the person that you was trying to shoot so instead of putting the funds in somebody's pocket for telling utilize the funds give the killer an incentive to want to feel safe and yes. and 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 feel like there is some consideration to his circumstance and provide him with some legal defense and maybe right. that might get him to turn himself in. Yeah. Or her. Or her. Him or her. Him or her. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, him or, him or her. We don't know nothing. At the end of the day, right. it's accountability. You took two kids and a kid's fighting for their life. And right now we're asking somebody to put their life at risk if they would say, okay, we found the person that shot this person. These are shooters. So if I identify for 180,000, I say, I'm finna, well, I might not get to enjoy that 180,000. I just told on this person to go to prison. And now his friends or whatever's out here, and they want to shoot me because I told on their friend. No. And then he's going to get a lawyer regardless, a public defender, or maybe his family or her family raises lawyer money and get them a defense. Either way it goes, this is how our system runs. So I'm saying change the narrative. If we really want them to turn themselves in, hey, this is a, I'm saying it's not, I'm, I don't think it's going to happen because it's just common sense is not common no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Put it out there and say, hey, look, we'll, we'll provide you a defense. I'm going to go back to you saying when the shooting occurred, all the nonprofit, because I'm a nonprofit, I'm a nonprofit executive director, and you're absolutely right. I was in bed. Yeah, but you know, but you, on the other hand, which is not a nonprofit, which is not even one of the organizations that public safety has been dispersing funding to do street uh, monitorization yeah. and security and public safety teams that they've put in St. Paul and Minneapolis, these teams. I know these teams stop working at 8, 9 p.m., Right. okay? No one's even invited you, the 24-7 protection opportunity uh, that's the crazy thing about it because they all know us yeah, they, everybody they know come us. talk to us everybody knows the ones they got to come talk to to come to these neighborhoods they yeah. know us they don't want us to talk to the ones that they in bed with because we the actual ones that can make the change all the 21 days of silence and all that you can't make a street person that's hungry be silent about nothing they don't <laughs> know you right you see what i'm saying on the other hand a person that looks like us, that looks like them, and come from where they come from, but we're changing our, our steps and our path, they listen. We're not coming to them as their preacher. We're not coming to them as their, their uh, therapist, none of that. We coming to tell them, you look and represent what I used to represent, you're doing it wrong. So say that, because I know that. Yeah. You've expressed that to me, yeah. but our, our viewers and listeners, they really don't know why you feel you're the one. So can you tap into that a little bit it's more? It's not that we feel that we're the one. We know. And we're confident enough to say that. History. Like, history. It's history. It's history. How do you identify with them I, I what I'm trying like, to get you to I express? have over 30-something years in a street organization that I will not uh, announce because of the scrutiny that it goes through. But everybody right. that knows me know what I'm a part of. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. I don't change my clothing for no one. My attitude, my behavior reflects who I am as a man and who I am personally. So 
without me saying that nobody you're right around or anywhere can say, oh, that's who he is. No, what I do in the community has been done. The Spike Mosses, the, uh, uh, the past uh, McAfee's, my name is in all their mouths because of what I've done in the community. But at the same time, we are who we are, you know what I'm saying? And our people are not getting fed. We're saying, no, we don't want to be a nonprofit because our people should profit. Yeah. But they're profiting off our people's blood. We're out there saying, nah, we're telling the kids to put their guns down. We're taking guns off of kids. But that don't get publicized because we're not kissing no, <laughs> I got to watch my, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not asking, we're not begging for funding. We fund our own events because that's what it is. If you really truly care about your people, there's no dollar amount for the lives we're losing. And we have lost and we continuously lose. There's nothing that you can pay us. There's no reparations. There's nothing. They don't want us here. They, everybody said, uh, man, it's like we're uh, the tar on your shirt when you said, oh, that's a smudge. Yeah. That's how we, we treat it out here. When I walk past, I'm as most respectful person that I feel to anybody. But I walk certain paths, certain nationalities, and I get looked at like I stink. And I always shower, I bathe, and I make sure I smell good. You know what I'm saying? But this is our reality as black men and black women. It's our reality. So I say this to people. You have to change or you have to want to change. We're not a threat to nobody. Because we, the way that people perceive us to be, there would be a whole lot of other people dead besides ours. So on that note, accountability has to be with us. We're shooting us. We're killing us. And by I say us, I mean the so-called gang members. Because that's all that is. They're not organized men because organized men do not kill women and kids. Organized men go out there and protect their communities. Organized men make sure that there's jobs for the young men in their organizations. That's what organized men do. Young radicals that run around with guns pretending to be gang members, that's what y'all are dealing with. You're not dealing with no real organizations. You're dealing with young men that's imitating things they see on TV, things that they didn't heard in the past, things that they want to become. And they're not us. We don't claim them. We don't represent them. And truly, we don't want you. So our thing is accountability. We're shedding skin. So if you out here and you're, and you're representing certain things in the streets, we're going to make sure that what you're saying you represent, you do it thoroughly. And you represent it right. Because we're not about gangbanging. We're not about murdering. We're not about selling drugs. What we're about is uplifting and rebuilding the black community. So if that's not what you guys out there being, and that's what you out there representing, you don't represent us, and we're going to expose you. We won't turn you into the police. We want to turn you into us. That's our message. Wow, and I love your message. So what I want to say is, how do I introduce you to my colleagues and counterparts? The nonprofits that are actually saying, oh, we want to create the right programming to save these young radicals, to um, give our young grandmothers better parenting skills, support in their whatever their troubles or issues or, or dilemmas and barriers may be. You know, you've heard many organizations get up on their soapbox and say what they want to do and who they want to reach, and, and nothing happens. They miss everybody. I'll, I'll name a few that I, I truly support. Yours, uh, Black on Black Development, since we've been in tune with you, 
like it's we love what you're doing. Uh, the brother Mickey Frost over Mickey at the Frost. Truth Center, like I know Mickey personally. Like I know Mickey's uh, where he come from. Like Mickey's never been a street dude, claimed organization, nothing like that. He's just been a real dude all his life. And what he's, I seen the transformation in that brother, and what he's doing now, I applaud him because there's no fake in that. So right. on a, if we were to partner to do anything, KG. it'd be can't forget, can't forget KG, but KG is just like somebody that he's like that's there. big bro. We yeah. always be there with KG. KG call, I'm running. Uh, Minister uh, Spike Moss, Reverend McAfee, like these are guys that I know have been front line and they actually made a difference. You see what I'm saying? They actually made a change. It's not about a number. And the new groups that's coming up, they prove some are proving themselves and some are not. Until we we just saying, if it's true, just it shouldn't be about no money. Right. And if the funding is here, why aren't y'all coming and funding us? Because that's what it's about, the community, right? They're going to pay people that don't look nothing like our community to talk to us. We don't relate with them. We're not coming to listen to them. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean, it's I, not, I, gonna it's not funny. It is. But, it's but it's even down. you're laughing. Because that's what's been done, though. That's but what's, it, what's it, 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 it has to almost seem comical yeah. that people want to <laughs> say they really want to reach the core of the matter, but then they go past everything. Everything that is a part of that core. They yeah. say we want a solution, and a solution, like the problem comes to you. We come to you. We'll tell them who we are, and we'll tell them what we're capable of doing. We can go out, like, literally, we have brothers that we can go out there and say, hey, we don't want to hear nothing. It will happen. But because <laughs> they don't want to yeah. give us the proper, like he said, information we need, and the information we need is why aren't we on the boards? Yeah. Why aren't we being approached to get somebody? We from these communities, too. They always we say, members if of these you guys took applied yourselves what you did to the streets you guys can run corporations give us a corporate job they always said that why won't why when we go in there it's like oh you're felony you work great you work awesome we can't promote you though you got felonies your felony only gets you to the cash you can be cashier manager something like that but you'll never run a corporation this is what we're up against so as a black man we have options and we fight that because we like i can go to the streets and make 20,000 easily, easily. Or I can say and listen to a society and say do right, but they won't do right by me. They have marked us for the rest of our lives. I can never carry a firearm. I can never, uh, we, we can't do nothing, yeah. literally. It's like walking around as Cain with that big scar on your forehead and everybody looking at you. So their message is contradictory. Yeah. And 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 so is their so is their assistance. So when they say, "Man, it's a million jobs out here. This is the best market for work there's ever been in gosh knows how long." When you hear that, you're like, "That don't include us, though." I laugh because I tried them all. Right. I tried them all. I went to McDonald's. I went to Wendy's. I worked construction. I jumped on uh the semis, everything it did, seven relationships with my kids, uh, let me know that the streets is better. That's what all those jobs did, because when it came down for me to ask them people for promotions, that felony was the biggest thing that they read. They didn't care about the uh, production you did for their company. Your felony was 
they, oh no, we don't have to give you more money. There was a glass ceiling. There was yeah. only so far so that far you that we could can go. go. And that's what has to be addressed in society. In Minnesota. It's everywhere because a felon, yeah, whatever crime you commit, do your time, whatever. But that should not be a life sentence. And that's what we're sentenced to with those. Life. Now they say, oh, after a certain amount of time, you can expunge and all this. I've been on the streets over 20-some years. No 20-some years. 14 for me. Haven't did nothing. No expungement. <laughs> but worked. When everything fell off, when the pandemic hit, everything fell out, you know what I'm saying? And you have to resort back to trying to provide for your family. Society doesn't care. All they care about is, hey, you're doing wrong or you're attempting to do wrong. They're judging you or whatever. I mind, we're survival mode all the time. We're black men, we're in survival mode. If money's not coming in and my kid's not eating, my woman's not happy, my mind is going into survival mode. It's doggy dog world, especially in ours. And you've tapped on something of which, you know, economic, social status, it doesn't really matter how much money you make when you have those markings. It doesn't matter what neighborhood you live in when you have those markings. I can't move and, to a neighborhood. And, and I I, well, I, I'm, I just want to attest to that because for 17 months, I have been turned down on housing because of a felony. Mm -hmm. 17 months. Everywhere I go, I don't care what neighborhood, I don't care who made the connection or the referral because, you know, you have those groups that say, oh, we're felony friendly and all of the people and properties we work with understand what we do. And then you go and oops. Once again, the Once ball again, is up. The ball well, is uh, we didn't think about this, or it hasn't been long enough, and or even the expunge records are now going to the BCA rather than staying in your county. So even if it's expunged in your county, you've got these major property management firms that skip over the county expungement and go straight to the federal BCA, which holds on to your information forever. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the expungement is now non null and void because there's another way to see your information. Period. So I'm just attesting to what you just said. Uh, and, and, and speaking of our brother Mickey Frost, you know, he posted on this same subject on Facebook the other day with all that he has done, with all the changes, with all the help to his community, with showing who he is now, he said he can't get around where he was then with this felony thing. And they won't fund him. That man has literally helped kids. He got kids daily out here doing something positive. He has memorials on his wall that when I walk in there, I cry because a lot of my friends are on that wall. And they won't find him because of what? A felony. He's, but his courage, his, his testament as a man, won't, he won't stop. And that's why I work with him. And that's why I'm going to work with him at Troop Center trying to help we'll do what we can. Because like I said, the message has to be brought out here. If you're out here and you have any type of uh, uh, respect out here in these streets, you're needed. Because our kids are dying, our women are being attacked, and ain't nobody protecting them. We not saying uh, come out here and we finna go out here and try to hurt or harm our people. We want to protect and change the mindset of our people. That's the only thing that we, we ask for. We're asking the community, the people that's around when y'all see us, hey, look, don't be looking like we're out here trying to right. harm. We're trying to help. 
but we're not gonna wear the colors that y'all wanted to wear, so y'all can identify. We're not gonna put on bright orange and all that and stand in front of no. <laughs> we're not gonna do all that. <laughs> nah, we not. We gonna get it's dirty it's just like the rest. We gonna we we we, we gonna, gonna do wear, everything man. we can to change. Wear. But <sighs> our government needs to understand the solution to the problem is the problem that started it. We was back thirty years ago. Right. We know what y'all up against, and when it come to gangs. They started with the bankers. They started with the ones that had the fish markets. They started Irish. They started white. And then started black. And they uh, transformed? Because that word is so uh, relevant right now. Yeah. Black transformation. Yeah. Black transformative change. And it's being used by our black leaders and our black communities. So are you describing that part of that transformation has to be in, like I said earlier, self-sustainable? When you say our black leaders, I have to, I have to disagree. Fred Hampton Jr., the brother, that, that's, that's a black leader because of what he's pushing. And, uh, he's pushing his father's old agenda. That's a black leader. Uh, the brothers that, when you're a black leader, you either going to the federal penitentiary or you're going to die. Because a black leader knows how to organize, he knows how to uh, structure, and he knows how to provide for his people. We don't have a black leader today. We have a lot of rich black And leaders. so you're saying a, bl a real black leader is a threat to... Society, period. Because we know how, we, we know how to deal with our people. We know what our people need and we knowledgeable. And so that's not really what the government wants to happen? They want puppets. They want puppets. They want black puppets, and mm -hmm. that's what they got. They ain't yeah. got no black leaders, because our black yeah. leaders would have came and talked to the black gang leaders and made sure that these black killings stopped. Back in my days, man, it was a call made and it was a truce made that day. No, nothing else said. All sides. We didn't care how much you hated. If the upper heads called and told us, you shoot one more time, you're responsible, we understood that, and it stopped. There has been one call. There has been one gang summit. There has been not one. There's not a black leader out here. We got black millionaires. We got black people that's been put in prominent positions to look like a black leader, but we have not one in our community because they haven't came to our community yet and reached out to stop this, these killings. They want them to go on. They're going to go on until they allow a real black leader to come out here and really speak. They just deny it. I'm going to speak on this brother's name because, like, the way society do him anyway, I'm going to speak on his name. They did just denied this man, Mr. Larry Hoover, back in, uh, he's in Colorado. He's been in Colorado probably like 40-some years serving uh, life sentences. But they got this first step act that they've been letting all these murderers yes. and uh, mad, they've been letting murderers out. <laughs> this man has not committed a murder. He has not committed an act of violence in none of his uh, years in prison. Been denied because of his ability to structure, his ability to change the mindset of young black men. That is a threat. That's why they won't allow our black leaders home. When they catch wind that you can think outside of the way they think and that you can structure up people, oh, yeah, you're a target now because you don't fit the agenda. So it's a farce, you know, because there are billions of dollars 
being thrown around this country, allocated for black organizations, black empowerment, black programming. You're telling me that's a farce? That, that, that money has boundaries as to who it can be uh, given to, how the process of dispersing it is, is structured, etc. It's not really set out to build self-sustainable, empowered black communities and people? No, no. Why, why, why would they want that? It's all divided. Everything why is divided. Our whole thing is like, man, throw crumbs. Throw crumbs. See, that's the whole reason why I am told my partner we would not create a nonprofit because our people need economical growth. Why would I create a business that can't profit for us? Like, no. A nonprofit is benefiting our people. Why? We go big for funding to do something that's supposed to come from your heart anyway. Well, let me just and say something. Let me, let me, let me just say something, Anthony. Let me say something, Anthony. I know what you're doing, so this ain't <laughs> Okay, because I've been around 21 years, and, and I, it, I ain't got no money yet, okay? I, I, got, I got one, one grant this year, Thank and God. it doesn't compare Thank God. to the half a million <laughs> that I Thank put God. in in 21 years yeah. out of my pocket. Thank God. That's, the whole, that's out of love, though. Thank it God. Don't I, what we do, it don't cost nothing. That's what I'm saying, don't cost. Going to them is like, man, I'm asking you to do what I was going to do anyway. I need, I need, our community can fund this. The village that you're talking about, that's your funding. Our right. people are scared to fund ourselves because it's selfishness. They don't believe in us no more. We have to make our people believe. We have to go back to the old block party days where you blocking off communities. It don't take one national night out. Why you do it one day? Why don't you do it for 30 days? So these people, 30 days on one block, I guarantee you're going to know everybody. Right. You'll know your whole community. Meet your neighbors. You did national night out one night. Like, oh, okay, I don't know nobody the next day because we went back to the regular uh, scheduled programming. Right. You have to get to know your community again. Like, everybody's getting off work, going home, and they're laying down, they're tired. Nobody's in, uh, mingling. When we, it, it's, only on Fridays yeah, and, Saturday. Friday and Saturdays. In a dark club. <laughs> in a dark late, club. Late night. <laughs> Ain't no telling. You know, but we have to get back to that. Nobody's knocking on the door and say, welcome to the neighborhood. Welcome the, the fish community. fry. No, the community now is the community neighborhood watch. Especially if you're black. You're looking straight at your house. Uh, Mark him down. You see him? He, he just fits, he fits the uh, description of somebody that's finna mess up our neighborhood. They don't knock on your door and ask who you are. Yes, they don't. They Minnesota. watch you now. You moved in, they watch you. We have Minnesota. to get back to introducing ourselves again. This is my son. This is my daughter. If you got a wife, this is my wife. Bringing the cookies in the pie. I can't bake. And say yeah. welcome to the block. I can't I bake, but I eat them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I understand cooking. the concept, and, yeah. and you are so true, which is again, you know, the concept that we are trying to operate under at Black on Black Development. It's, 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 it's being connected again. It's being aware of who we are. And then people might have a conscience of their actions because we right. are all aware of who they are yeah. and what they're doing and how they move and what they look like. Identification, Identification and, accountability. and accountability. Wow. If you knew my kids and I knew your kids, it would be hard for my kids to get away with a lot of stuff.
or yours because identification. And and having the comfortable comfortability to come to you and say, Anthony, I saw your little boy over there throwing rocks at so and so's cards today. Now, when you walk up to somebody and say something about their child, they're gonna jump on you. Man, they're ready to box. Yeah, and that's crazy. They're ready to box. They don't want the information, whether it's real, false, or possibility. They're ready to box until their child is in a box. Then they want your help. Then they want your help. Then they want your help. And we gotta, we gotta prevent that. Yeah, we're working on some preventive types of, of measures. Um, that's the goal. Right. that we've discussed is some preventive measures right. that, that and, and that connectedness. When I've talked to you all one-on-one, -on -one, you really push that connectedness. We both share that desire to be connected again as a community in order for any programs to work, right. in right. order for any support systems to work, we have to be connected. And that's why I wanted you brothers to really be heard uh, even though I know you have a lot of, uh, <laughs> you have a lot of strength without me putting you on the radio, yeah. but I wanted people who are not in those communities, who are not in contact with you, who say they want progress and want the information and they are in positions to make it happen, I wanted them to hear. Yeah. We can't even go to the schools, <laughs> like literally, this is what, they, they're crazy. These kids at school tearing up these kids, and y'all don't want us in there? Like, what is wrong with y'all? We're the ones that they're going to identify as soon as we walk through the school. Oh, man, what? yeah, get in the line. It happens that fast off identification, but they don't want us in the schools. So you can't, we can't help. They're keeping us out of everywhere. We can't go, like, this the first time on the radio. Okay, but, but okay, okay, so we got to, I got to tap into something else. That, see, God just sent me a message. And I gotta say, when he, I don't miss his messages like some people do. I, I, I reach up and grab them and work with them. So, what about people that say, man, you guys are a farce. You brothers think that y'all finna come up in our community and recruit? Who's, wait, 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 wait. Who is saying, who, who would say that? Yeah, and we don't recruit. Who would say that? We don't, we don't. That, that Please chime in. If you would say that, chime in. And y'all know us, like St. Paul, Minneapolis. Chime in. St. Paul, Minneapolis, Rochester, Duluth, Fargo, chime in. I just want you to comment because yeah. no, that really, is a mindset. That's a yeah. mindset of the week. Yeah, that's a mindset of the week. But, it's it's uh, people out here in, in these same communities that yeah. really want change. I'm talking about real It men. just takes, it just, they know it's going to take a lot. You know what I mean? It's really going to take a lot. It's going right. to take some realism. Yeah, it's going to take it being take real. Exactly. Like what, what, Accountability. What we're doing. Like yeah. people don't understand just off us being on this radio right now. For the ones on the, that side in the community that's going to be able to see this and watching this, that's a big change for them because their eyebrows and everything is sinking in. Like right. how is that even possible that they're sitting side by side doing a uh, broadcast right. together? This is toward the original family that hates each other. Literally. Bloodshed has been on top of bloodshed for years, since the 60s, let's say. And right now, in Minnesota, this is where it started at. We have a declaration of peace between these families that's being wrote up, and it will be signed by these families, and that bloodshed will stop by original men. This is not the kids that's pretending 
we don't do no one back to your, no one's going to challenge that i want to no see if, if, if anybody would say that are we going to do what again say what <laughs> Coming to our schools and communities yeah. and recruit that and that is that is just a subliminal, uh, 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 subliminal hype for your message. Yeah, these are our people. And you see we how little we is. These are our people. You see how small. These are our people. We going in the community we want to. We claim all our people. And we yeah that that, that that's what it is because we come with respect. We claim all our. We people. don't we don't come disrespectful. We come with respect. The key word what we do is respect. If I respect you as a man, you respect me as a man. If I come disrespectful, I'm giving you the right to disrespect me back. We don't come right. like that. We come with a handshake, a hug, and a smile, and information. And the goal is naturally to to prevent the gun violence, to give knowledge to those who are unaware, and heal our community. Structure. Yeah, we gotta Structure. be. You gotta bring. You gotta. You gotta bring uh, love back into the community, man. And that's for all communities, though, because our, our community affects others. Because there's other nationalities living amongst us. What we got here about what? Two minutes? Five minutes? Yeah, but I want to I want to give y'all some say 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 give give both of y'all a couple minutes, and then I'll just sign out with our black on black message. Let me just say that. Thank you for having us here, Angela. I, I really appreciate it because my partner really got to speak. Y'all hear him speak. He loved to speak. Indeed. I'm just action. That's this is this is how we are. Yeah. He's he's the message, and I'm the action. Okay. You, you know. That's how it works. So that's that's just how it works. <laughs> I appreciate you yeah. for even wanting or feeling comfortable with sharing who you are, what you do, what you want to do with me. I have to say, you've said a lot today, and you've used the man, the man, the man. So for you to share with the woman today, yeah. I truly appreciate that. Yeah. I do, I do, I do. Oh, it's all love. And, uh, man, we here. Like, we just want to make a change, man. man. Little Fella Management Group, uh, that's our group, and it's not about just entertaining. We here to... That's Lil, L-I-L, Fella, F-E-L-L-A, everybody. Yep, Management Group. Management Group. We here. It's like, uh... We're trying to be the face of the change. So everybody, you can go to black on blackhelp.org. That's my website. And you can email at blackonblackhelp at yahoo.com. If you're interested in, in connecting with Lil Fella Management or either of these brothers um, that founded it, um, or you just want to express more opinions about what we've talked about today, and I can relay that to Always these brothers. Needed. Please hit us up. Um, I just want to thank WFNU, Frogtown Radio, Katie DeShell, 94.1 FM. I mean, this is beautiful, black transformative change with a new way to transform. And I'm just glad to be a part of that. And bless everyone. And peace. Peace. Welcome back. I hope you guys are able to take something from this because personally, this was a very reflective piece. I really just thought about young people and I just thought about um, how we understand that young people are at the face of our future. So it is important to be intentional about how we pour into them and how we 
um, connect with them. And obviously community has been suffering through the pandemic, it has been suffering through um, the fact that a lot of young people, myself included, show up in virtual spaces. So that physical connection, um, that human primal connection is often put second to the, vir the virtual instantaneous form of um, taking space. Also, the barrier between the older and younger generations, I noticed that even myself, um, there's not a lot of conversations ha happening with the elderly. And that makes sense, figuring that elderly are kind of being put um, in isolation due to their health and just due to the, the current um, state of the world. This whole conversation, all I thought about was young people. I think more intention, way more intention, has to be put into young people, especially in POC communities, because young people are often, um, as um, Anthony addressed, a lot of black families are broken, and that is a result of systemic oppression. It is not just because, um, you know, yeah, some people want to leave, but it is deeper. There are always deeper reasons as to why people do things, and it, when it comes to the outcomes in some of these black communities, it's typically systemic oppression. But even if a father is not in the life of a child, even if a mother is not in the life of a child, if the child has a village, has a very strong community that pours into that child, that educates and passes their wisdom down to that child, that fosters that child, that child will still thrive and, um, and grow in a healthy manner, at least healthier than they would had they had nothing or um, lacked some sort of um, support system. At the end of the day, like family is is a necessity, but a lot of people in my family aren't my blood. A lot of people in my family are just people who love me dearly, who care for me dearly, who check up on me. Those are people who I see as family. There are lots of family members I have that I haven't talked to in years, and that's totally okay. It's about community. And as community suffers right now, a lot of our young people are hanging or a lot of our young people are suffering. A lot of our elderly are suffering. I think everyone needs community. And that's kind of what I got from this conversation. And I just was a little moved by it. <laughs> so I, I really hope that you're able to take something from this conversation and really just use it to reflect or even just be inspired. But yeah, you already know what the deal is. This is We Form the Future, and we love, love, love having you here. I'm so excited to touch with you next weekend. Until then, stay blessed, stay black, stay beautiful, stay true. Music from today's episode is from Ikebe Shakedown. Production of We Form the Future episodes are by Sounds Powerful Productions. We'll be back next week with another great episode. For more information on We Form the Future, visit weformthefuture.com.